the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. We're jumping right in. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Forecast a little evening sunshine and then some clouds eventually 58 the low. A lot of sun tomorrow, kind of cloudy maybe in the afternoon, 76, beautiful day, and a real nice day Sunday, too. Warm up to 84 with a mix of clouds and sunshine. Phil's open up a weekend series at the ballpark tonight, 705 against Colorado. Rookie pitcher Cole Irvin on the mound. He won his major league debut earlier this week on Mother's Day. Phil's were in first place, game and a half ahead of second place Atlanta. NBA Eastern Conference Finals tonight, Toronto at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's up one game to none, 830 tip there. If you like hockey, you have the NHL Western Conference Finals tonight. San Jose and St. Louis going at it at 8 o'clock with San Jose up two games to one. Lots to do this hour. First and foremost, we're welcoming aboard the uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, the one and only uh, Mike Naraki. And uh, we have a, a brand new series to talk about. It's called The Dead Sea Squirrels. We'll get into that in just a moment. Also, uh, have our toll-free number handy. You may need that for some winning later on this hour. 800 800- 560 WFIL. But let's go to the phone first. Joe's Pizza. <laughs> What's up, Joe? <laughs> I'll take a large pepperoni. We're all out of dough and cheese. Sorry. <laughs> all right. I'll just take the pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good backup choice. That actually happened to me at Penn State. We called a pizzeria up there. And uh-huh. one night they said, we're out of dough and cheese. My roommates and I never <laughs> forgot it. Like, How can you be a pizzeria and be out of dough and cheese? We just we're a soup place tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's more of a it's more of a brochure just to look at. <laughs> exactly. So, so how are you? I'm I'm good. Overall, awesome, man. we've had some sickness in the family, but we're getting over it. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Oh man. Yeah. No, it's a big graduation weekend for us. My uh, son Michael's graduating from high school. So. Wow. Um, yeah, we're all. We're all ramping up for that. My dad was supposed to fly in from Denver this morning, but then his plane got, uh, you know, canceled. So he's, he's waiting at the airport all day and flying in at about midnight tonight. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So, it happens. For us. My, know, you know, my, my son, Tim, is supposed to fly home from Florida for Easter, and uh, he was at the airport, and they just canceled because it was raining pretty hard or whatever. And the, yeah. next, the next flight was, like, after Easter. We can still send you on Monday. And kind of um, defeats the purpose. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. I know. My dad, my, my son has a big state semifinal soccer game tonight, and I was all excited that he'd be able to see his grandson play, you know, in the state semifinal, and now he's wow. going to miss that. So it's it's a bummer. Have you ever done Ustream? Um, I don't No, I have not. Uh-uh. It's super easy, actually. If oh, you look it okay. up, just the letter U, uh-huh. the word stream, it's, you can create a free uh-huh. account, and you can also create uh-huh. bigger accounts. But I, okay. like I've shown, I have been at things like family gatherings, a wedding, or a, a, unfortunately uh-huh. a funeral as well that family couldn't be at. Yeah. You, you hold your phone up and it streams just to people who you give the link to. So it's very private. 
and they yeah. can see everything unfold. You just you're the cameraman with your cell phone. That's so cool. So I'll look into that. If you yeah. look it up, he could easily watch. I've done it before, you know. <laughs> so and it, oh, sweet. Okay. It does not take much time at all. So there, okay. There you okay. have it. I didn't I know your to... son played soccer. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's a big soccer player. He loves it. He's been playing um, club soccer and school soccer since he was a little guy, and so now uh, you know he's a senior. And you know he's he's looking into trying to play in college. It's nothing he's been pursuing, but he's going to try a walk on. He's going to Lipscomb, um, so he's meeting with the coach in a um, in a few days, and you know going to a soccer camp this summer, and so. Uh, they're a D1 soccer school, so he doesn't have a lot of, you know, expectation that he's going to play. But, you know, man, he's he's going to give it a shot and see what happens. Good for him. Good for him. It's not yeah. easy to make that jump. Yeah. Just in light, yeah. you realize how much work goes into playing a college sport. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, it, become, it becomes a thing. And he's going to be an engineering major, too. So part of me thinks that, you know, I don't know if he's going to have the time for that. But, I mean, he's he, such a passion for him, and it's kept him super fit and so, so we'll see. We'll see what God has for him. It's a blessing to watch our kids play. Our kids oh have done goodness. soccer and, and baseball and softball over the My daughter has a softball game tonight. It's just so much fun to be able to put things aside and, and cheer your kids on. Oh, so. absolutely. And I don't know what I'm going to – I mean, it's been such a thing for us, you know, with my, watching Michael soccer, you know, all these years. And Lisa and I aren't going to know what to do when we don't have those, <laughs> those spring and fall games to go to. Yes. It's like, man, we have to get a, get a hobby – <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, every phase of life. I don't know. When Timmy went to Penn, uh, to Florida, I remember feeling a little melancholy. And then I remember the Lord yeah. just saying, hey, this is the beginning of his new chapter. Make this about him, not about you. And it really helped me. Yeah. It, you know, I'm not that's, saying you were doing that. Yeah, but that that flipped it for great, me. That's, yeah, no, that's a great uh, outlook. Yeah, because it's tough. You know, we have two. And Allie, our daughter, is uh, she'll be a senior in college next year. And Michael's, you know, just going to be starting college. And so it's you know, exciting for both of them. And, you know, Lisa and I are kind of moving into a new phase in our life. So it's just, a, yeah. yeah, but yeah, kind of, kind of realizing, yeah, this is about them is, is, is a great perspective. I mean, that's the beginning now of, you know, first, first college and maybe Lord willing to get married, first child, first job, yeah. first, all that. It's like, I realized like, well, this is the, the beginning, not the end of here go the kids. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing too. And, you know, sort of, you know, cause I've got a number of friends my age who are, our grandparents already and um you know and lisa and i start to think about it's like okay well maybe not too far in the future you know we'll be we'll be grandparents as well and what a what a great thing we'll get to sort of experience that whole you know round again more you know youth soccer and <laughs> school soccer and all that absolutely yeah, yeah mike naraki is our guest let's take a short break we'll get, jump back in and get on which mike's a longtime friend with the radio station and we're just catching up a little bit there it's kind of fun and uh, we do want to give away copies of the books we're talking about today. The Dead Sea Squirrel series, Squirreled Away, and Boy Meets Squirrels. If you'd like to win a copy of either of those, send a quick text to 610-500-DUB. 610-500-3683, your first and last name, and the word C will be fine. We won't ask you to spell squirrel unless you want to show off. You can do that. S-E-A will be fine. Back in just a minute with Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales and author of the new Dead Sea Squirrel series, just a moment on WFIL, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show at 411 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. 
quick encouragement, if you would, pick up the phone and call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or go to WFIL.com, click the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church Banner at WFIL.com. We're partnering with Bible League International during this month and trying to raise support for 2,200 Bibles for the Persecuted Church around the world. $5 does one Bible, seven uh, Bibles for 35 You could do 20 Bibles for 100 Long and short of it is, we just crossed the 700 mark. That's wonderful. We're almost a third of the way there. Let's make some progress today, would you? Yeah, give a call again, 800-YES-WORD, or click the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner at WFIL.com. Right now, as you're hopefully dialing or going online and listening, we uh, continue our conversation with Mike Naraki, the co-creator of VeggieTales, and this new series, The Dead Sea Squirrels. Let's talk about the squirrels, Mike. Oh, yeah, man. Let's talk about the squirrels. <laughs> Mike Naraki <laughs> is our guest, uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, and uh, many other wonderful pieces of uh, visual and, and literary art over the years with the penguins <laughs> and with the Nighty Nights and, and now the squirrels. So was reading through, uh, I guess, Boy Meets Squirrels, dedicated to your wife, Lisa, and uh, Squirreled Away, or what about that, the other book? Actually, in Squirreled Away, I actually, because the main character is based off of my son and his best friend, Justin, Squirreled Away, is that's dedicated to Michael, hmm. so, uh, my son. Yeah, so, uh, and that says, though you are now an adult, you will always be my little boy. I hope your childhood was as adventurous and enjoyable for you as it was for me with love and pride dad so and it was so it was so cool um when the books first came in i said hey michael the books are in and i handed him the book and i said here look at this and i you know opened the page you know for the dedication and he read it and he, he was standing there with his girlfriend and he just started to cry <laughs> it was mm. so sweet it was such a special moment it was it, it was really neat I love that. Well, take a second, yeah. if you would, just on the broad with a broad brush, and share uh, the background behind squirrels. And I will say this: I gave the the books to several of my kids, and uh, we have also a very, girl very close to our family, named Julia, and she read the book and she gave me a sticky note with questions. And so I'll ask one of her questions. She gets the assist on the interview. She she says, well, "Oh, that's awesome!" Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> she's fourteen, <laughs> and so she said, "What was your inspiration?" For the series, that's her first question, and it lines up with mine, too. Yeah, yeah. So for the series in general, a number of years ago, when the idea first hatched for me, um, with VeggieTales from the very beginning of the show, since we had an ensemble cast of vegetables telling Bible stories um, and and taking on different uh, biblical personalities, we drew a line line in the sand early on that we did not want to depict Jesus as a vegetable. And so automatically that kind of eliminated a lot of the Bible stories that we could tell. And we did, over the years, we did the Christmas story and the Easter story, and we found ways to, to tell those stories without having Larry play the part of Jesus or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it limited us in the amount of New Testament stories that we could tell. And so I was trying to think of, okay, what's a clever way to do this? And I thought it'd be fun to have characters, uh, instead of going back into biblical times, to be able to kind of bring characters who lived in biblical times forward into the modern day and have those stories to recount from back in the day. And yeah. so that's kind of where the idea of squirrels came from. It's sort of like, if you remember uh, Encino Man, <laughs> that movie where an old caveman is dug up. Yes. Um, I, just thought it, I thought it'd be fun to, to kind of have these petrified creatures. And then, of course, playing off of the Dead Sea Scrolls, that sort of parallel of, okay, this ancient... You know, these ancient writings and wisdom now come forward in time. 
that's where the, the, the kind of the general, you know, impetus came from. And it's the, okay, so I want, I want to be able to tell, you know, New Testament stories in a modern setting to bring these characters forward in, in time. So that, that was the basis of the idea. And then figuring out, okay, how do you do that? And then when I started to develop the ideas for the books, and I just sort of drew from the inspiration of my son, Michael, and his best friend, Justin. And they've been friends since kindergarten and gone to school together. Even now, they're graduating high school together and they're best, they're best buds. And so um, that I love drawing from their personality and their relational dynamic. Uh, and then, you know, kind of introducing these two, you know, wacky little grandparently squirrels into, into their lives and, and, you know, having them speak into their kind of adventures and, and trials as fifth graders. Mike Naraki is the uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, and he's also done uh, Three Two One Penguins. I was thinking even the the squirrels concept is a little bit like Three Two One Penguins in reverse. Instead of uh, Jason and Michelle going to hang out with the penguins, the squirrels have yeah. come to hang out with Michael, Justin, Sadie, and the, and the rest of the squirrels crew. Yeah, it, and it's fun. I be I think it's always fun to have sort of you know it's called fish out of water characters. You know, characters who are trying to get used to life in a new environment. And, uh, and certainly that's the case for the squirrels. They're used to uh, first century, you know, Galilee, and, you know, they, uh, they, they don't even belong in the, in the Dead Sea. Merle, he's kind of an adventurer at heart, and so he builds a little raft for he and his wife to sail. They, he's always wanted to go to the Dead Sea because he, he's, he's heard you can't sink, you know, so, <laughs> so they take a raft down the Jordan, and they get stuck at the Dead Sea and then trapped, you know, they go looking for shade and get trapped in a cave and petrified for the ages. <laughs> so. Yes, until they get discovered by, I guess it was yeah. Michael and Justin as part of the storyline, and, and then uh, yeah. and then we won't, we won't give all the rest of the story away. But uh, it's yeah. an interesting mix, too, because you have, and as a storyteller, you must have a lot of fun having these co- different components to work with. You have Merle and Pearl Squirrel, you have, uh-huh. I guess, Mike, was it Michael and... Uh, Justin and Sadie yeah. and uh-huh. the, the the bully Edgar and uh-huh. the parents and the little sister and the cat Nemet was it Nemesis yep. so Mr. Nemesis yes yep, he's the cat yep so yeah. you have all these pieces to work with people come from they can they allow you different tools I guess to bring home the points that you're you're hoping to bring you know because the, these have a similarity to Veggie Tales right and in, in terms of like a nugget of truth that you want to bring across scripturally speaking yeah absolutely every every book has uh, a biblical value uh, at its core. Um, so, for instance, in uh, Squirreled Away, it's about obeying your parents, honoring your father and your mother. And then in uh, Boy Meets Squirrel, it's, uh, you know, do to others what, what you would have them do to you. You know, in the context of those lessons, you know, Merle and Pearl, you know, have a flashback to biblical times. We call it a squirrel's eye view. And when Merle or Pearl remembers, oh, I remember that, you know, I remember that time when Jesus was, was giving the Sermon on the Mount. And so, you know, they'll, they'll go back and recount that story that then becomes relevant to Michael's life. So in that sense, every book has that core biblical value that's illustrated through the story. Uh, Mike Naraki is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com in Philly. Is there any uh, carryover you can think of one way or another from, say, previous work, VeggieTales or Penguins, uh, all those years to the work on Dead Sea Squirrels, your your new book series? And it could be any different thing, just something you learn and want to bring through, like the, the nugget of truth that you want to have along. Uh, and I, where I'm going with this is because some people will look forward to these Dead Sea Squirrels books because they know of who you are and what you've done with Larry the Cucumber and all the other things. But there are also yeah. people entering who don't know a thing about any of that, and these have to stand yeah. on their own. Yeah, yeah. I do think one of the things that I really enjoy doing is you know highlighting a biblical value or, or message, illustrating it through a story. So ra- rather than it being like a little sermon, it's like, okay, just do this, kids. 
just showing that illustrated through a story, having it come out through the, the truth of the storytelling. And so, you know, with penguins, with veggie tales, that's, that's what we've always really tried to do. And the same, same goes for squirrels. And so hopefully, you know, kids really get pulled in and drawn into the story and the characters and, you know, almost learn the lesson without realizing it. <laughs> yes. Know, that kind of thing where it's just part of the story. It's like, oh, wow, I can see why obeying your parents is important. Or, you know, I can see why... You know, treating others how you want to be treated is, is a great thing to do. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mike Naraki, our guest, co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friends with Larry the Cucumber, 321 Penguins, many other things, and uh, author of these brand new books, The Dead Sea Squirrels. There are two. One's called Squirreled Away. The other called Boy Meets Squirrels. If you want to win a copy of one of the uh, either of those, just send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We'll draw winners after the program. So you have the next 40 minutes to get yourself in the mix. Just your first and last name and the word C will be fine. S-E-A. Back in just a minute with more. Mike Naraki on the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Tim DeMoss Show rolling along. Thank you for listening in today. Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales and also author of the new books, uh, the Dead Sea Squirrels series, Squirreled Away and Boy Meet Squirrels, two books, and there are more to come. We're chatting with Mike today. And, of course, if folks have followed you at all, they know you from VeggieTales, all those dozens of videos. They probably know you from the Three Two Ones Penguins video series, perhaps even from your most recent work with um, Michael W. Smith and the whole Nighty Nights series, which we uh, talked about last time you joined our program. Where did you? I mean, this lot—that's a lot of storytelling. Where did you get interested in being such a storyteller? For me, my my hook into this world was through music. I loved, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, some of my early influences. I was a big Doctor Demento Radio Hour fan. Um, yes. If you recall, back in the '80s and '90s, that's where Weird Al got his start and all of that. But I loved parody music. I loved uh, storytelling through music. And then, you know, in high school and you know, particularly through church, I was involved in a lot of musicals. And, you know, so I loved uh, the musical nature of storytelling. And so that's kind of what drew me into it initially. Um, and then, of course, Phil and I met and launched VeggieTales and music and storytelling became a part of that. But but really seeing how much uh, story impacts, you know, and, and I think we all kind of know this at heart and realize it as kids, but you know, I look back at the stories that influenced my life and also, you know, movies and television, how, how much that shapes our worldview, just realizing, wow, you know, as a mission, missionally and what, and what we want to do to reach the world for Christ and to teach kids that, you know, God made them special and he loves them very much. You know, story has such a powerful impact. And when I was in high school, I went forward and dedicated my vocation to ministry. And at that time, I thought, you know, God was calling me to be a missionary doctor and then, you know, he had other plans for my life through meeting Phil and launching VeggieTales. But I still see my work as very missional. It's like this is an opportunity to reach the culture with the good news of Christ to say, you know, that there's a God who made us, who loves us, who wants a relationship with us. And by telling stories uh, with that worldview, you know, we can really impact the hearts and minds of kids. And um, so that's really what I've wanted to do all these years. Mike Naraki is our guest. Yeah. Uh, he's the co-creator of VeggieTales. You would know him as Larry uh, the Cucumber, a <clears throat> very good friend of Larry the Cucumber. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have... Um... <laughs> yeah, 
we hang out sometimes? Hey, he's milling oh, around. Oh, look, there he, there, there he is now. <laughs> he thought you'd swept up the room. He's still there. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend who uh, introduced me outside of work. He would introduce me to, uh, especially to kids, he'd say, this is Mike. He's the guy who ate Larry the Cucumber. <laughs> he's, trapped in his, he's trapped in his throat. <laughs> Help! Let me out! <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> By the way, on a par- parenthetical note, you know, I'm guessing you've heard this story. My brother Bob had a song on Dr. Demento back in the day. You know what? I think I, I think Bob had told me that. Yes, yes. What Did you remember what that was? Sure. It was called Video Veggie. Yes, Video Veggie, of course. Okay, because it was ve- veggie-related. Yes, it's all coming close. It's all coming back to me now. Yes. That is so, that is so wild. Yeah, it's a, it's a small world. He sent it into the program, and we all listened uh-huh. every Sunday night to see if it would make it. And I remember the night it made it. You know, it's no, certainly uh-huh. no guarantee. And, uh, right, right. Yeah, so, so but it's, cool. <laughs> the new work that you have out, we want to let folks know about the Dead Sea Squirrels, this new uh, series that you have releasing two books, Squirreled Away as the first one, and Boy Meets Squirrel as the second one. And uh, one of the questions also for you having uh, from Julia uh, wants to know what's in store for the next, because you mentioned in these books that there are two more in the works, quote-unquote, soon. Yeah, so there's two more uh, books releasing in the fall of this year and then an additional two more releasing in the spring. And what I've really loved, um, I, I've, uh, and, and it's really popular now on, you know, it just in general in storytelling, particularly on, you know, the streaming services, is these kind of these overarching stories. And so what I wanted to do with Squirrels is create, you know, self-contained, you know, stories with lessons, but then have an overarching story that kind of drew you from book to book. And so each book sort of ends with a little cliffhanger and, and what happens next sort of thing. And um, I've tried to tried to incorporate that sort of a bigger story uh, in the midst of all of this just to make it kind of, you know, kind of fun that way okay. um, rather than, you know, like series rather than procedural. So, yeah, so, you know, our, our squirrels continue to, you know, Merle and Pearl continue to kind of get used to uh, life in the, the real world, that there's a bigger threat. They've got somebody that's after them, this mysterious man in the suit and sunglasses who's a threat, uh, you know, to them. And uh, so, so his story plays out over the course of the books, as well as Mr. Nemesis, the family cat, who'd rather not have the squirrels buying for the affections of his, of his family. <laughs> so yes. it's a lot of fun, fun conflict in there. Yeah, and, and just so folks know, if you're uh, just tuning in, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com here in Philly. And Mike Naraki is our guest, uh, co-creator of VeggieTales and, uh, and done 321 Penguins and the Nighty Nights work with Michael W. Smith and probably other things I'm not aware of. Um, but, but also <laughs> in your Dead Sea Squirrels series that just started, the first two books are out. Um, you list for everyone kind of a, a guide, like who's who and a little description uh-huh. so that that helps people have some context. I'm a big context guy. So when I see something like that and it, it's in both of the books, so you're not assuming that people got the first one and now they know everything. You put it in both of the books, right? So it's this little. Yeah. Just little character profiles at the end to kind of say, okay, this gives you an idea. And, um, you know, you, so, you know, if somebody came in and picked up, you know, one of the books, you know, they could still get a story. Um, you know, there, there's a still a, a self-contained story within that one book, but, um, you know, the, the, the overall story, you know, goes, you know, goes from book one to book two to book three. And, and these character profiles help give you, a, a, you know, kind of an idea of who these characters are, right. you know, which, is, which is kind of fun. And also very helpful. Uh, you do include a bit since the series, people like Dead Sea Squirrels. Oh, yeah, that's Dead Sea Squirrels. What are those anyway? You have a little section uh, on, on that just to give a, a little explanation. That's just kind of cool. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so uh, part of the storyline is that Michael's dad is an anthropologist, and he's over in Israel in the summertime, and, and Michael and Justin are with him, um, you know, and that, that's kind of how the boys got there. Uh, they're with their dad on a, Michael's dad on a, on a you know, kind of an exploration project. And so we have a little thing at the end of the book. It's called uh, Dr. Gomez's Historical Handbook, uh, and we go through um, a brief explanation of what the Dead Sea Scrolls are, um, you know, so kids can get an idea of, oh, okay, you know, this is what we're talking about. It's so funny because I remember, um, you know, we did, with VeggieTales, we did Lord of the Beans, um, sure. you know, a number of years ago. And little kids would see that, and then they'd grow up, and then they would watch Lord of the Rings, and they would like, wait a minute. That's just like VeggieTales, Lord of the Beans. <laughs> like, well, actually, this came first. <laughs> Hate to break so, it to you. So, so, yeah. So we wanted to say, okay, kids, no, this the Dead Sea Scrolls were around before the Dead Sea Squirrels. So <laughs> just give you, give just you a yeah, number of hundreds of years earlier, something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when yeah. you were doing Dead Sea Squirrels, the, you know, the characters revolve around fifth grade, fourth grade elementary school-ish age plus the squirrels was there um a thought about up or down age wise before you settled in on that fifth or so grade level what i was looking for were uh kind of an early reader series so for kids who are in the uh you know basically first through fifth grade depending depending on their reading level and the, the sort of stuff they enjoy you know and you know a lot of you know if uh, kids have read the captain underpants series um, that was sort of kind of the age range that, that I was targeting. And so, um, and, and I was just thinking about Michael at that age, you know, just that pre, pre, uh, you know, kind of middle school age, you know, I just thought that that'd be a, a great, a great, you know, sweet spot for, for the characters. And a lot of times kids, younger kids will kind of, you know, like to read about kids who are just slightly older than them. So it's a little bit aspirational. So kids who are just, you know, starting to read chapter books in, you know, first and second grade, you know, they, they, you know, love reading about, you know, fourth and fifth graders. And so, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what placed Michael and Justin in, in that exact age range. Yeah, it was an interesting thought just because, uh, you know, when you did the VeggieTales work and of course you had your daughter honored, if you will, with a little, you know, why we do what we do uh, yeah. before the, the film start, you know, for the, for many of those years, I'm guessing the kids were certainly within range of watching the series and, and it's their age range. So now that your kids yeah. are, are older to be able to still target younger is that that's why I was interested to think rather than say a, a junior high or, or a high school series of some sort, still young, but not young, young or as young. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's sort of that next step from the veggie tales age, you know, cause veggie tales is, is, kind of a preschool to, you know, early elementary school, uh, you know, focus in terms of the, the, the messaging and, and, you know, kind of the story. And then, you know, this will be for that, you know, kind of that next, next step up. And I don't, I don't know if I'm capable for writing, <laughs> of writing for any older ages. I don't know if that's in my toolbox. <laughs> this might be as old as I can get. <laughs> well, it's a good range. It's a good, and the truth is all the work you've done, I think I've, I've ever done from uh, paying, uh, VeggieTales to Penguins to, to uh, Dead Sea Squirrels, 
operates on more than one level. So adults appreciate oh, it. Right? So. Oh, yeah. Well, thank, yeah. And then that's, you know, and, and I and I look back at, you know, Looney Tunes and, you know, the Muppets and, and all of that. And there's so and that's what I love. I love humor uh, and, and story that can operate on, you know, and, and all the stuff that Pixar does, you know, that operates on on multiple levels like that. So I, I just I just am really, really drawn to that. Mike Naraki's been kind enough to spend some time in a very busy season of life chatting about the brand new uh, series, The Dead Sea Squirrels. Two books are out. One's called Squirreled Away. The second one, Boy Meets Squirrels. And uh, you can uh, listen to the podcast of our, our conversation to get more insight into it if you're just joining us. But one thing I think is key to ask you, I w- wanted to make sure I asked you, if you could tell us about Luke Seguin McGee, starting with how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> well, uh, Seguin McGee is, is is right on the right on the money. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, not too far off. Then. Good. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. So Luke, Luke, uh, it's actually a really interesting story because um, I had had a few friends of mine. Um, obviously, I've been you know in the animation industry for years and and uh, worked with some just amazingly talented illustrators and artists. And um, uh, initially, when I was doing uh, concepts. For uh, the squirrels, I had a, a couple of my buddies from the VeggieTales days help me out, um, Tim Hodge and, and Todd, Todd Carter, and then um, also uh, Tom Bancroft. Um, and uh, they, you know, kind of did some early work for me. Um, these guys, they, uh, as I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to think of, okay, what is the feel that I want for these books? Um, again, sort of going back to that Captain Underpants model, it's just kind of a, a style of, of illustration that, um, you know, kind of has a little bit of a roughness around the edge to it, uh, edges to it. And so when we, I was speaking with Tyndale about, you know, the artist for this, we, we, you know, obviously we had Todd's stuff and Tim's stuff and, and, uh, and they actually brought uh, Luke to the table and they said, you know, this, this guy's got a really interesting style and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was perfect for, hmm. for the books. And so, um, so we reached out to Luke and, uh, you know, he's, he's really interesting. He lives in Sweden. He's a Canadian, a Canadian guy who now lives in Sweden and Libby Dykstra, who is uh, a designer at Tyndale as well, you know, helped do the layouts of the, of the illustrations. And then Luke did a lot, you know, obviously did the, the final art and just really, really you know, loved how it comes together. So I, I think it's really great for the age range. And I just love the kind of the feel of it. So, yeah, I don't think, uh, I sent, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no I, I was going to say, I sent a, uh, you know, I sent, you know, uh, I had an email with Luke uh, the other day to just congratulate him when the books came out. And, um, you know, so I've not I've not met him in person. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's just a super talented guy, a really nice guy, too. And the reason I say that is, you know, you look through a book and you can kind of just, you know, read and like, oh, that's funny. Or I like that. Or this was good. or But to realize and think, you know, how much goes into uh, the even what do Merle and Pearl Squirrel look like? I mean, that that's a. That's a uh, foundational thing to to know because moving forward, you can be like, well, now we're going to give them blue eyes instead of uh, or... <laughs> right, <laughs> so... right, exactly. We 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 did spend a lot of time on the key characters initially, you know, just just really working out the look. And I had done, you know, over the the previous few years as I've been developing the series and you know working with the artists that I just mentioned, you know, we had done several iterations of you know what these what these characters could look like, um, and so. So yeah, and it's it's a hard decision because you, you you start to kind of get used to a certain look, and then you see certain other uh, artist interpretations like, oh, this is really nice. What could we do here? Um, and so finally landing on on the designs that we came up with, um, you know, was was it was a, it was a it was a lengthy but a, a super fun process, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. And yeah, and now if they you know so you need to nail that early on because obviously if 
you know, uh, readers and, you know, fans develop around the, around the book series, they're going to want to see those same, you know, characters in an animated series. And so, um, you know, you got to, got to get it right. Hanging out this afternoon with Mike Naraki, co-creator of Veggie Tales and uh, 321 Penguins series. Uh, the Dead Sea Squirrels is his latest project. Two books. One's called Squirreled Away. The other, Boy Meets Squirrels. If you want to win a copy of either of them, just send me a quick text, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Your first and last name and the word C will suffice, S-E-A. If you want to say squirrel, that's up to you. you want to try it out, go for it. We'll take a short break, come back with a quick weather sports update and wrap up our chat with Mike Naraku. You also, don't forget, have our Now That's Punny segment to cap off our fine, famous Friday broadcast. Coming up in just a bit, AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 439, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Still has some evening sunshine awaiting us. Some clouds eventually, low 58, a lot of sun tomorrow, maybe some clouds in the afternoon, 76 the high, beautiful mix of clouds and sun for Sunday, high up to 84. Phil's at the ballpark tonight, opening up a weekend series with Colorado, 705 first pitch, rookie pitcher Cole Irvin on the mound, he just actually won his major league debut for the Phillies a few days ago, back on Mother's Day, Phil's are in first place, a game and a half ahead of second place Atlanta. In uh, hockey, NHL Western Conference Finals, 8 o'clock tonight, San Jose and St. Louis going at it, San Jose up two games to one. And in hoops, Toronto and Milwaukee playing at 8.30 in the uh, NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee up one game to zero in that uh, series. If you want to win a copy of uh, the Dead Sea Squirrels, either Squirreled Away or Boy Meets Squirrels, the brand new series from Mike Naraki, uh, co-creator of Veggie Tales and 321 Penguins, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683, your first and last name, and... The word C will suffice, S-E-A. Uh, also, a quick encouragement. We've had some good progress in our Bible League partnership, 800-YES-WORD. If you'd be so kind as to call up and pick up the cost of a few Bibles or five bucks a piece, we're trying to raise support for 2,200 Bibles for the persecuted church around the world. We just crossed the 700 mark, which is excellent. Overall goal in the next couple of weeks is to get to 2,200. Very doable, especially everybody carries a little bit of weight, whether you do one Bible or five or 20. A lot of folks have done something like that. That'd be very, very exciting. And also, if you go to our website, you can do it that way at uh, WFIL.com. Thanks to all who have helped out, all those who will yet. And uh, we continue on our conversation as we wrap up with Mike Naraki with, uh, with the Dead Sea Squirrel series. A couple of uh, things to wrap up with. I mentioned how Julia, who's a very good friend in our family, and she read both of your books, had some questions. And um, so here's one of her questions. It's uh, how do you determine which Bible verse you're going to be using? Because you're basically picking one, you know, simple verse. She was wondering, like, why do you pick just one? I think I know the answer to that, but you can speak to that. And then, and then how do you pick with yeah. the one you're going to use? There's so many. Yeah, yeah. So just, just you know, wanting to kind of concentrate on the theme of the show. And so, you know, kind of, uh, you know, talk. Well, maybe I can talk about the second book with uh, the golden rule, doing doing to others what, what you would want them to do to you. You know, I wanted to kind of fold in what kids would experience as a modern day story. And in this one, it's Michael dealing with Edgar, the, the school bully. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole idea of, 
you know, wanting to take revenge out on a bully and sort of learning that lesson of treating others the way you want to be treated. So, yeah, just just trying to figure out, okay, what could be a good modern-day story that kids can resonate with? You know, what does the Bible have to say about that? And then what verse can we key in on to really, you know, act as a model, you know, for what we're trying to do in the story? Okay. You know, so, so if we tell our story well, then it will, you know, really point uh, very clearly back to that verse. So, so it's a little, that's, a little that's, more story first and, you know, knowing that you've, you're, you're a believer, you've walked with the Lord, there's probably going to be a verse that matches up in some shape or form with what you're doing. Or did, rather than verse first, let's build a story. Well, you know, it can go, it can go either way, uh, really. Um, okay. But, I do think, yeah, I do think since we're, we're telling a modern, a modern story, what does the Bible have to tell us about how to, you know, deal with a bully? And certainly there can be other, there, there could have been other verses I could draw from, but, but really that's how this particular story came about. Okay. Page 94, by the way, key moment. I'm just going to leave it at that. When I read that page okay. in the uh, Boy Meets Squirrel one, it really drove home the point. Let me go. I'm, I'm flipping <laughs> oh, I, uh, I know you don't have it memorized by page. Well, I was gonna, I was going to tease the, the listeners to say, what's on page 94? And not to, to just jump to it, but. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yep. I, I see it. I'm, I'm looking at page 94. I won't give it away for the listeners either. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, sort of, yeah, encapsulate the lesson right there. I mean, it's very powerful. Just like I, I think of uh, there was one veggie video that did the same thing when. Um, oh, uh, what was the one where he's realizing he had uh, taken the the sheep from the from the the poor man? Um, oh, what was that video? Oh yeah, that was uh, that was uh, King George and the Ducky. Yeah, and when he goes, "You are that man." Yeah, you are that man. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To get the perspective yeah. in the shining moment when uh-huh. you realize, when maybe it just takes somebody asking you the right question from the right context or shining a light in the right way to yeah, all of a sudden yeah. realize yeah. I'm guilty. Or I didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's great. Yeah. So yeah, when you get to that when you get to that point in the story where the story has led you to that realization, then that I think that can be really powerful. How can people pray for you, Mike? We'll let you get going. I know you got plenty going on, but how can people pray for you, your family and everything going on? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, just that, you know, uh, God would give me wisdom to um, you know, uh to to, to make the right decisions and, and, and kind of what what projects to do. I, I actually um, just, I, I'll be starting at Lipscomb University at, uh, full-time in the fall as a uh, 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 assistant professor in uh, film and animation. Wow. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. So, you know, that just, uh, you know, God would, you know, give me uh, wisdom with those uh, young students and, and, you know, be able to speak into their lives and, you know, have, have that, you know, uh, then be able to be multiplied out in the work that they do later in their, in their careers. So I'm really excited about that. That's very cool. Is it going to be film, um, film comma animation or basically film with an animation emphasis? Well, so, um, the exciting thing is that, uh, you know, Lipscomb has had a, it has a film department and an animation department. The animation department had 
uh, previously been under the fine arts department, but now it's 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 joining the film department. And so, you know, so I'll be teaching both regular film students and animation students. And so I'll be doing, you know, one of the classes that I'll be teaching is a screenwriting for animation uh, class, for instance. Oh, wow. uh, but then I'll also be teaching another general film production class. And so, um, so it'll just be great, you know, because animators want to be storytellers. They want to be filmmakers. And so they're a, a combination of fine artists and you know, and filmmakers. So it's, it'll be great to have that that combination and then the the film students will also benefit by having you know animators who can uh, you know storyboard uh their films really well for them so um it'll it'll be a great collaboration so i'm Man. super excited about that so my son's graduating with a he's studying film at palm beach atlantic and he's going on uh-huh. senior year and then my other son's about to go to palm beach atlantic but it's like maybe he should uh-huh. take a detour through lipscomb before you <laughs> Oh man, come on over. We'll give you the, we'll give you the tour, man. <laughs> At least take a, a class by correspondence or something. That'd be really cool to learn from from someone of your experience level and everything. So, oh my, and there's some wonderful folks there too. You know, Steve Taylor. If you remember, yes. uh, I want to be a Chloe. Steve Taylor is uh, teaching film there, and uh, you know he's actually the head of the department. He's oh, he's such a good guy. We've been friends for a number of years. And then uh, Tom Bancroft, who um, is a you know Disney animator and, and worked, you know he he was he actually you know was a uh, one of the uh, key artists in The Lion King, and he 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 was the uh, main animator on um, Mushu in Mulan. Wow. Uh, and uh, but he but he's there. He's the head of the animation department, and so working with these guys is just just a dream. And so it's 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 really exciting exciting I, to see what's going on there. On that Steve Taylor topic, a lot of folks will know him. Some may not, although they they would realize it if they realize how much work he's done across the board in terms of record label work and songs he did himself and songs he wrote like for Newsboys and all that. If they look in the line, oh yeah, right? he, he wrote so many hits for Newsboys. Yeah, right. So, but he, I remember interviewing him one time when he had just put out a movie. Uh, he was working on Second Chance with Michael W. Smith. And uh-huh. it was still like taking years to get around to having it become. He's like Tim. I realize how much money it takes to make even a bad movie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean, he wasn't oh. saying his movie was bad. He was just saying, yeah. you know, when you do an album, you have kind of a more finite sense of how much it's going to cost and the time yeah. it's going to take. Yeah. And a movie, yeah. it was like it was going into his fourth year or something. And he was like, I thought this was going to be done two years ago, and it's nowhere close to being done. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is the thing about filmmaking. You just realize, you know, how hard it is. And then you see that there are brilliant filmmakers who, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll make great movies, but then every once in a while they'll make a bad movie. <laughs> it just shows how hard it is to, to actually make a good film. And Steve, Steve's great. I mean, he's, he's so, so talented, but he's also so, so humble, and, and it's a great combination. So mm-hmm. um, it's really, he's, he's amazing to work with. Sounds like a great staff forming there at, uh, at Lipscomb. So it's great to know. Pray for you about that. And thanks for taking time out of your, your busy day. Greetings to your family. And uh, congratulations also on the hard work of it finally being here, the Dead Sea Squirrels series, Boy Meets Squirrel, Squirreled Away. Those two books, uh, Squirreled Away, the first one technically, and and uh, and three and four coming in the fall, five and six, Lord willing, in the spring. Is that what you're thinking of yes. next year? Yeah, next year. Yeah, so they're all written. Um, they're just uh, in various forms of illustration right now and editorial. So okay. uh, yeah, so we're, they're all mapped out, and you know everything is is kind of marching for toward uh, your release there. And the pairs thing seems to be just a uh, a wise way of doing it. Obviously, with the movies, the videos you did, you know, it, it was spaced out, but to do two at a time. Was there thought to doing one then every every other month or every three months? There's one, and as opposed to two at a time. 
Yeah, you know, that was Tyndale's uh, thought, and I really liked it, especially when it came to these first two, because, you, you know, one one is such a setup book um, that you kind of want to, you know, and two really gets you into the flow better. And so having the first two paired was, I think, a really wise idea, and they thought they would just keep that going. Yeah, um, good. So, um, but, yeah, I love it. <laughs> good stuff. Thank good. you, my friend. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much, man. It's always a pleasure. God bless you and your family. And, and uh, yeah, it's just it's so much fun talking with you. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Mike Naraki taking time with us. If you want to win a copy of the Dead Sea Squirrels, text me at 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Throw your first and last name in there in the word C-S-E-A. We'll put you in the mix. Quick break. Come back at you with now that funny plus a very special little segment as part of that, too. Just a moment, WFIL. Tim DeMoss Show, thanks for tuning in. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Oh, my headphones are down. Couldn't hear a thing. That's uh, different. Hey, so guess what? I have a very special thing going on right now. I'm bringing my son in on the show before we do the punny, the pun segment, Joe. Hey, son. Oh, hi, Dad. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? Good. I just wanted to wish you a happy 21st birthday coming up on Sunday. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you a lot, man. I'm proud of you. Love you too, Dad. I'm proud of you too. You made it to 21 and you know, farther than that too. <laughs> yes, now. Good job. Thank you. Tell me if you can listen to this. I just found something. We just had Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, on. And I just want you to yeah. hear hear something. Ready? Listen close. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Dad. Hi, son. What you doing? I have Larry's ball. Larry boy? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Daddy. You're welcome, darling. Guess what? I do. Wait. Guess who I love? Me. Yes, that's right. Is that Toby? Up. Oh, he hung up. <laughs> that was uh, 20, basically in 19, 18 years ago. You calling in to request Larry Boy? On- wow, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> I sounded different. Just a little bit different, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So th- those were good Toby old days. Sounds the same about Toby. Does sound about the same. You're right. So anyway, I just found that trip down memory lane, and I have a bunch of other fun little pieces. Uh, in fact, let, hear this one for a second. This is actually a fun little, uh, a little one too. I think it's is. A- when you're done, press oh, the bottom. Oh. You know, I'll show you another time. This I I have a whole okay. series when you're in the studio with me, and you're and I'll, uh-huh. I'll play it again another time. But I, I uh, just just found it a minute ago. So anyway, most importantly, I'm proud of you, uh, and I'm thankful for you. And the best part is that you're walking with the Lord, and uh, 21 years into this thing, you're you're serving Him. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's, that is. I'm glad that you you raised me up to teach uh, to teach me that. Thanks for that. Absolutely, my boy. I wish I could be down there to visit you, but I know that uh, you got to have time with, with Grandpa and Kristen, so that was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, any plans for, for the weekend for you? Uh, Saturday I have off. I'm working uh, 10 hours on Sunday, actually, so uh, hopefully, you know, that way I don't have to like, come live with you after I graduate. I can, you know, you don't have to worry about me. I'm working a lot. Okay. Got off. But I'm working on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's as far as I planned it. All right. Well, consider yourself hugged and kissed from your dad and your family up here, and I'm sure, Lord willing, talk to you on your birthday as well. All right. Thanks, Dad. Love you a lot. I love you too, pal. Have a great night.
too. All right. That's my son, Timothy Robert. He turns 21 uh, this Sunday. Very thankful for him. He's our firstborn out of five. Wanted to give him a quick call to celebrate. Um, speaking of celebrate, we have just enough time to wrap up our program here. And Joe, are you ready? For you know what? You don't know what. <laughs> well, it's time for now that Tommy. I'm not hearing a thing. Oh, I don't know. I'm off my game today a little bit. Here we go. I don't know if you heard about this, Joe, but our general manager apparently is going to fire the employee who has the worst posture. I have a hunch it might be me. Thank you. I uh, rented a car on vacation recently. but was very frustrated because I could not figure out the fancy seatbelt thing. And it clicked. Then it clicked. Sorry. Uh, you know how I, I, I actually got Doug, our production director, a Get Better Soon card last week. Did you know that? Tender side of me. He wasn't sick. I just thought he could get better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> last, last Thanksgiving, I don't think I told you this, Joe. Last Thanksgiving, I went to a reunion with some of my favorite high school classmates, and for entertainment, we played a game of hide and go seek. It went on for hours, and well, it's because, you know, good friends are hard to find. Thank you. A termite walks into a coffee bar and says, Where is the bartender? Termite wants to know where the bar is, you know. Did you know that alligators can grow up to 15 feet? But most have four. <laughs> Joe, why do Norwegian Navy uh, have barcodes on their ships? So when they come back to port, they can scan the Navy in. Yes, I got the baby one. Most people are shocked, Joe, when they find out how bad of an electrician I am. They're shocked. <laughs> now it's dawning on you. Joe, tell me. Tell me if you would. What is the difference between a hippo and a zippo? A hippo is really heavy. And zippo is a little lighter. <laughs> you like that one, huh? Speaking of your... Uh, your news story the other day, your, your, uh, when you were reading the, the, the headlines, did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? There was nothing left but debris. <laughs> yes, indeed. And one final one. My boss told me to have a good day. So I went home. That was a good one. We're going to go home now. Leave you on that note. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries going to lead in prayer next. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you uh, want to win a copy of that Dead Sea Squirrels deal, text me at 610-500-DOVE. Have a great night. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.